We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, what a tremendous and all-time disaster last night. And the last month and a half. If you're just waking up, um, be careful driving to work today. There's a decent amount of snow out there. And it is still coming down. So just budget some extra time this morning to get to work. It's uh, it's not the best conditions. Uh, 215-592-9494. All right, James, I was fascinated by something you said earlier. So for those that don't know, as of yesterday, James was a keep Sirianni guy. And said that last night he made the, the crossover into it's time to can Sirianni. So, James, let's dive into that. What was, uh, was there a point within the game when you realized, okay, th- this is, th- this has to be it? Yeah, pretty early. You know, it felt, it was a combination of two things. One, the the lifeless effort that we got, particularly on defense early on, that just like throwing bodies at guys, not tackling, not really playing with any sort of effort. And Troy he Aikman talked called him about, out. Called him out for also yeah. Troy called out the body a language lot. on the sideline. Yeah, like they all look morose. They yeah. look like they went there to lose. So that was a, a number one for me. And then watching the, the offense, I was coached all night. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. it was like the, the one of those alone – would have been enough to get me to get off of not firing Sirianni. If it had just been how lifeless they looked, I'd have been like, all right, get rid of this guy. Like, that was that can't happen. But then you add in the coaching thing. That alone should have been enough. So yeah. it, it was a, a real clear you know message you know for me last Hold on. The, the ahead, Troy Aikman, like, he kept pointing things out that, that yeah. really you don't normally hear. You know? Yeah, so, I don't ever remember an announcer going so all in on a coaching staff. Yeah. No. It, he was it, disgusted. He really was. No, I know he was. Because it was disgusting. Yeah, I know. And 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 the uh like the, the concepts that, that he's talking about, they really are low level elementary stuff, yet we heard all year, hey, we 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 believe these explanations. Well, all I year. did I did not. Hey I did not. It's there, it's in our offense. Yeah. We'll uh no. but then we never saw it. The words were hollow we kept, and they never I, Joe, yeah. I kept waiting. Because he said it was there, yeah. I, and then and you know I was telling you never, like don't. ever 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 <laughs> ever came along. No, never. Holy cow. Troy kept saying, "I feel so stupid yeah. for having waited yeah. this long." I got it. Troy kept saying throughout the night that you know how they meet with the teams before mm-hmm. and they go in pre-production. Yep. They all do it. Mm-hmm. This wasn't at all what they said they were going to do. He repeated that like several times. Well, I mean, it's just I, yeah, think, it's, I think it's damning. He kept saying yeah. they, they were clearly came in intending to run. And Elliot, which is and Elliot had reported they, that they were going to do that, and they did. How in the world do you get away from your like scripted plan for the most important game of the season? That is so crazy to me. You know, especially when every so time insane. you drop back to pass, you're blitzed at. Like you can't yeah. do anything. Like run even just game circumstance so, would tell you to run the I'll football. Tell you, I'll tell you something crazy to me, and then we'll get right yeah. back to the phones. This, this to me is a weird. I think it's a fact. I, I can't prove it, but let me tell you something that I think's a fact. So we know the we know here's a fact for sure. We know in recent Eagles history the worst Eagles teams we've seen. Ninety eight Eagles, right? Horrendous, all time horrendous. 
we we obviously know 20, 2012. 2005 was down, but not like the worst of the worst, but it was down. 2012. 2012 was just an off the cliff, and 2020 was an yep. off the cliff, right? I mean, just they were on different – that wasn't like 2015. Like 2020, 2012, 98 were off the cliffs. I really believe, and I guess second half of 2015 kind of was like once it was bit, done with Chip, it yeah. felt like the Thanksgiving game. But they still the... won seven games. Okay. I, I I really believe that if this team this month, not September and October, like if this version of the Eagles faced those versions of the Eagles, it, honest to God, I think it would be a coin flip of like who would win. That's how bad I think the Eagles have become. One of the worst teams in pro football. They just happen to stack all these wins in September, October, and November. So their final tally shows they won 11 games this year. But I truly believe they became one of the worst teams in pro football this year. Sure. If they played Carolina well, the, look, the next Panthers, week, yeah, the Panthers yeah. went out there and they lost nine to nothing. Correct. To that that Bucks team, they looked like it looked like they gave them a tougher. Game. That's my point. Sure. They, that's exactly. right. I don't think you can do it like that. But but yeah, I, I mean, I think I think we'll match anyone for suck. Let me put you in another blender. Let me put, let me Seltzer. Let me put you in a blender. Who wins? And I want you to really think about this. Who wins? The Eagles' offense plays the Eagles' defense. Oh, dude, I, I tweeted Who this wins? last night. I said the Eagles' offense might be worse to watch, and the, least enjoyable to watch yeah. than the Eagles' defense. I thought about what, what Pat Ryan. Could Pat Ryan look better right. in a game? That's what I thought about last night, Joe. I yeah. thought about a Pat Ryan offense. Could that be better? Like, that safety, by the way, the single uh, worst play ball. of his career. Like, the worst play that guy's ever made. Like, Well, you know what it reminded me of? The play Carson had in the pandemic. Kept running back. Oh, when, he, when, when nobody was totally in the stands, did. and he had that play when he rolled to the left. I totally. think it was against Dallas. Maybe someone else held the ball, held the ball, Guy's held the ball. Guy's just coming at him. Held the ball. That guy out. finally got there, and, like, he just fumbled the ball. Joe, just, great call. It's, it's that play. It was the same It was the same basic structure. That looked so bad. It, you know, that looked so terrible. But then the, there are other plays that are sort of in disguise, but – Equally as terrible, and and I think Aikman talked about him on occasion. The third how about the time? How about the time? I don't know what the down and distance was when you've got multiple receivers. Yeah, that I was think the play. Was, oh, I think it was God. Dallas and Devontae standing was next to one another because once again, it's a blitz or a simulated pressure, and they had to adjust yeah. their, their their routes. So this is. What we talked about all week. And for Can months now. Can they sight adjust routes? Yeah. Can they go with the hot route? If there's too many to block, you know, sit, your extra guy yeah. breaks his route off and, and the quarterback knows it's the quarterback's man. He takes that in the flat and, and it's a gimme. Last night we saw them try to sight adjust their routes. Yeah. And fail. Yeah. Like, they weren't well enough coached to do this simple thing that we've been talking about all season long that we've been saying prior to this game, hey, we they've got to, they've really got to be on top of this because we know exactly well, I what pick, Tampa's going to do. I picked Tampa in large part because I didn't think the Eagles were going to change. I, I didn't. And it, they even tried to. I, didn't th- I thought it was too late to implement new stuff uh, effectively in all likelihood. 215-592-9494. All right. Your phone calls, that's coming up. So is Jaws. So is the Bad of the Bone Award. So is more of what Sirianni and Hurts said after the game. So is what Lane Johnson said after the game. It's going to be a busy hour up ahead right here. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. We say it all with disgust today on 94 WIP. Except when I tell you 
about FanDuel Sportsbook and your opportunity to win. Because, you know, you can turn that frown upside down. Now, look, divisional round will be, you know, in a few days, and unfortunately it won't involve the local teams. But there are eight squads left. Seven will eventually lose. One will win it all. You can win a lot with FanDuel Sportsbook betting on any of these games at FanDuel.com slash Hammer. That's FanDuel.com slash Hammer. Reminder, new customers get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So lock it in at FanDuel.com slash Hammer. Any of the four games up ahead, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Unfortunately, again, not with the... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What a total disgrace. I mean, really a disgrace. An embarrassment to pro sports. An embarrassment to pro football. Just um, a debacle, as I said earlier, biblical proportions. Maybe that's uh, too far, but I don't know, man. I mean, they lost to an incredibly average team by getting blown out. I mean, just their doors rocked. And if Baker Mayfield and those receivers for Tampa Bay were just a little bit more on point three or four or five times, Tampa could have easily scored another, you know, 14, 21 points. I mean, the Eagles really could have lost this game by 40, 45 points. They really could have. I mean, the tackling was a disgrace. You can't bring Bradbury back. You have to eat the, the $18 million on the salary cap. You can't. Um, you know, and, then, and you got guys like Slay and A.J. Brown. You got to figure out, is it even worth it with their talent, with some of the, the baggage they bring to the table? So you got you to take that on. Obviously, the two biggest issues are Sirianni, who I think will be gone in the next day or two, and Jalen Hurts, who obviously is going to be here. But they have got to resuscitate, you know, his development. And I, I say that knowing that I believe a lot of people are not going to agree with me on this, and that's fine. But I believe it is more likely than not that he will not be the Eagles quarterback when they start the 2026 season. But, you know, you got to give it a shot. It's worth giving it a shot. I don't I even mean, know how to conceptualize that. Well, I like do. 20, I do. It's two season. years, John. Okay, He's so entering. Look ahead. Yes. That, that, that. He needs more help. I know that. Period. Yeah. Get him coaches that can actually instruct him and teach him the NFL game. But he He's has to be way better. Help. I mean, oh, yes. he was he was a disaster does, down the stretch. And and I am not surprised because he got faulty plans he did. week after week. He did. It was destructive. The, the the plans that they were installing, trying to teach him that this is how the NFL game is played. What they wronged our young quarterback in instructing him the wrong way, and here we are. We we got to try to pick up the pieces. That was just just a scrambled like debacle, Keystone Cops yeah. joke of a game. And again, we we keep losing to teams that have good coaches, and 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 you can look at it afterwards and say, okay, Todd Bowles knew what he was doing knew exactly what he was going to get when he put this look out there, manipulated our offense to do exactly what he wanted it to. Yeah. That's Listen, what he, keeps happening. He, he, he puppeted the Eagles last night. Todd Bowles had so that, the Eagles. So you take that and you say, okay, that means our coach 
who got puppeted in yeah. the Super Bowl too, and you know, pl- I want to say pu- I want to say puppeted in the Super Bowl. It's a little strong. Football. Okay. Strong. He got outcoached big he, time. He got outcoached in the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. That's true. Uh, we just don't have the right staff in place to teach the game properly to these young players. Well, you know what the staff's going to be tomorrow. Stoutland. I hope it's Stoutland. No, I, I mean, like. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be yeah. Stoutland. I so, hope. I saw something going around social media. People that remember, uh, you know, Fresh Prince and what yeah, a great I show saw that was. too. It was a great, it was a great image. It was a, the very end of the final episode of Fresh Prince. It's like <laughs> the final minute of the show. Will Smith is standing in the living room of that house all by himself. And, you know, the, what was going around social media last night is this will be Jeff's in it tomorrow. It won't be today. But, like, in the next day or two, Jeff Stoutland. Maybe one or two other guys. Michael Clay, I mean, Ruben made this point on TV last night. I think Ruben's right. Michael Clay had a good year. Special teams are excellent. But, you know, they, maybe they keep two or three coaches. Everyone else is going to get blown out. In my opinion, Sirianni's got to go. We'll ask you the Twitter poll question of the day. It relates to that on two different levels. Twitter poll brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. After you uh, visit the Philly Auto Show, visit, visit Armin Chevrolet for a great deal on new or pre-owned Chevrolets. Together, let's drive. ArminChevy.com. Two different questions. The first, do you think Nick Sirianni should be fired? Yes or no. The second, do you think Nick Sirianni will be fired? Yes or no. We'll get to Brandon Graham in about a half an hour. Jaws in about five minutes. Bad of the Bone Award, surely. Also what Lane Johnson said after the game. You could just you could you could just hear his shame after the game last night. That's all up ahead shortly. Mark's with us right now. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing today? That's a struggle, man. We're all in a bad mood. I, I will is. say I, this. I'm, I'm kind of glad on a certain level it's over because now you can actually get to really fixing the problems instead of kidding yourself and say, let's go get them next week. Like, this thing was doomed about three weeks ago. This thing was pretty much over, and it was just a matter of, like, literally, literally ending it. Bleeding and out. Only, yeah, bleeding out. And, and, yeah. and I agree with you, only if it leads to changes that I think should happen now. Refresh my memory. Chip Kelly obviously was not a Howie Roseman hire, right? That was a Lurie call on his own, right? It was. No. I think it was Chip and and uh, a- Jeff. Absolutely, Chip. Absolutely, Howie and Jeffrey Lurie. They were the two guys. Now, do I think Lurie ultimately has final say? Of course, but Chip Howie turned on Howie. Howie was yeah. Howie absolutely in 2013 was part of the process to select Chip Kelly. No question. All, all that to say this, I think it's time for a full do-over, including Howie. I saw it on Twitter last night. Uh, there's no reason the GM should have, you know, what will be his fifth head coach of Syria. I disagree with you, man. I listen. I'm a, I'm I, a little. Uh, I've seen I mean, him. I've seen him rebuild this enough that I'm, I, I look. I think if we do that poll, maybe ten or fifteen percent say get rid of Howie. But I think most people know he's done a good enough job for a long enough time that I, I think it would be a massive mistake to fire Howie. I, I just I am so bummed out with this whole thing. Sirianni's got to go. Brian Johnson got to go. Well, they I will. Mean, they will. You know, Slay. I don't know how bad his injury is. I think he'll be okay. But yeah, he. I. I we. We need so many things, and we're going to lack the resources to do it. You know, we're going to end up with. You know, and agree. I agree with your AJ Brown point. Yeah, as good as he is, man. Do I want all this drama? Do I want the? You know, DeAndre Swift got eight touches last night after a nine-yard gain on the first play. Yeah. Like it's just ridiculous. This coaching that staff has no crazy. idea. I gotta make listen. If 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 things if things are gonna get better, they gotta start with cleaning house with the coaches today or tomorrow. I agree. No, I agree with that. I just would stop at Howie. I wouldn't do the Howie thing, but I agree with you on the coaches. Let's listen to Lane Johnson. Mark, thanks for the call. Here's Lane after the game. I mean, I you can hear his frustration, but I, I'll even take it a step further. I think what you hear is shame. 
I mean, if you listen to what he says at the very end of this, I think he is feeling shame to be part of something so dreadful. Is it embarrassing, Lane, the oh, yeah. way this, how yeah. embarrassing is it? Uh, you know, it's very embarrassing. You go from, you know, 10 and 1 to losing last, whether it be 6 or 7 or whatever we did. Um, and, you know, we've done all the press conferences. We've done all the, you know, explaining, trying to, and still not get corrected. So, um, you know, there's probably going to be some changes. It's frustrating. Um, you know, hopefully... As long as I'm playing, I don't have to be a part of something like this again. So that's that's my plan. Obviously, doesn't want to be part of it. And listen, he's been a part of this um, this bad once before, 2020. Now again, that was a four win team. But I'm telling you, if you lined up 2020 in December, and you lined up 11 win Eagles team this January, I swear to God, I think it's a coin flip. I, how they finished, they are so they are currently so bad and so broken. With a quarterback that's regressed dramatically, a coach that, I'll say it again, I think it's the worst coaching I've ever seen in my life in Philadelphia sports. That includes Rich Kotite, that includes Doug Moe, that includes Eddie Jordan. Like, we've seen some all-time doozies in Philadelphia sports history. That includes Chip Kelly 2015. Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg's uh-huh. another. No, that's you're right, James. Like, I'm telling you, the way Sirianni coached in the last two months is as bad, well, I don't, worse, worse than anything I've seen in my lifetime in Philadelphia sports. I'm a little, little young for the Marion Campbell thing. I was like six, seven, eight years old, so i got to put that in a different category. Didn't quite experience it like an adult, but everything else I've seen, this is worse than anything I've seen. All right, let's get to the Bad of the Bone Award. When they win, it's glorious. It's They're tough, and they're badass, and it's game balls. When they lose, no, it's not game balls. It's blame balls, and let's hand them out here on the Bad of the Bone Award. <laughs> And then Ron Jaworski joins us in about two minutes. This will be interesting because I think there's a definitive top three for the Bad of the Bone Award, and I always pick fourth. So I'll be interested to see if one of my three guys is still there, and I don't think they will be. John Rich, you always with the first selection. John Blainball goes to who? Nick Sirianni. And that's one of the three. Has to be number one. (laughs) Has to. The guy who decided to not run the football. This is this is a stat. Uh, this is a note that I put down uh, at the end of the third quarter. The Bucks are still trying to figure out why we haven't tried to run the ball. Two hundred and one yards on forty carries in September. They expected the obvious thing, the no-brainer. But our coaches actually have no brain. <laughs> That's the note that I have at wow. the end of the third quarter. Wow. I was so upset. I was so apoplectic and it also felt like they were trying to trick us and make up some like carries for lost time like in that third quarter i felt like they were trying to stuff the ledger with with deandre swift taking a couple handoffs like wasted handoffs the game was so out of hand already totally it's only halfway over it's just a disgrace seltzer i'm telling you i know james you're going to take one of my next two go ahead yeah so i Arguably, uh, and you're the more of an Eagles historian. You remember things better than I do. Mm-hmm. I think James Bradbury might have played the worst game, a worst <laughs> playoff game by an Eagles defensive player I've ever seen oh. in my life. There's no question. I joked, cut him at halftime. I wasn't joking. He should have been cut at ha- like get him out of the locker room, kick him out of the stadium. That was because it wasn't just bad. He wasn't just bad. He didn't try. There was no effort. Like, he had two missed tackles that led to touchdowns. Like, get out of my city, dude. And got burned on one where if the guy catches the ball, it's another touchdown. I mean, he, I agree with you, James. Worst, it was the worst game I've seen 
an Eagles player playing a playoff game. And I'll go as far as to say, without remembering all of it, it might be the worst game I've seen an Eagles player play. Now, you got that Jamon Brown guy. Was that his name? Yes, Jamon. When he, yes. In 2020. Fixing his gloves remember, during the play. Remember that? He, he had the one start <laughs> in Carson's last year, and, like, the guy couldn't block anybody. Uh, obviously, you had some, some Anton Davis classics back in 1991. But last night, May and Pat Ryan in 91 and Brad Gable week 6 in 91, Pat Ryan week 5 in 91, Last night may have been the worst game any Eagles players ever played a playoff game or otherwise. All right, Rhea, I'm going to see if you take mine. If not, I'm going to in a spot because then i got to choose from all the rest. Who do you got for bad of the bone award? Jalen Hurts. Yeah, exactly. You cannot be the franchise quarterback <laughs> and have that lifeless of an, ed- uh, you know, of an effort. You can't, again, getting into to the sidelines with Goddard, who, I, if you notice, Mariota put his arm on Goddard's shoulder to kind of guide him away. You cannot take a safety. That six-yard loss by Gainwell, hey, I get it. You're my franchise quarterback, and you are banged up. It's a playoff game. How about a little better effort at a block, okay? And I am not lying. I had a very dark thought. I have a friend that I go back and forth with during games yep. that get her on the road. I called for him to be benched at one point. I thought about it. I thought about it in the uh, third quarter. Yeah, I, mean, I did think – I'll say this. So here's exactly where I was on that issue, Ray. Late third, I thought to myself, the only – and it was still reasonably within reach, yep. you know, Whatever. It was ten, a one possession, ten points, ten point whatever game. that, whatever yeah. it was. I don't know. I thought the only way the Eagles can win this game is if they go to Mariota. But I also said to myself, but don't go to Mariota. What's the point? Just finish it out with Hurts. Yeah. Let's just get this thing over yeah. with. And and I also thought Sirianni may be thinking, I have a better chance to not get fired if I don't bench Hurts. And that's a problem. That is a problem because yeah. that's not the way to really coach. No, it isn't. But there's no doubt by late third. They had a 0% chance to win the game with yeah. Jalen Hurts. That well, was entirely obvious. They had obvious. a zero chance once he took that safety. That was done. It was the, the, whole, game the whole thing was over. In all honesty, they had a 0% chance well, yeah. when he took the But the Bucs, okay. yeah, the Bucs were begging <laughs> you to take that game. Yeah. No, they, a they, competent they, offense would have won that game. All right, so I knew there was going to be the top three bad of the bone. I, I, I'm, I'm torn between two, and these are way lessers. On one hand, I'm thinking Cam Jurgens, who I thought was just oh, a disaster. Worst game he's ever played. A disaster last night. And he might be the starting center next year, and he might be the starting center in like a week. We all thought about that when he yeah. was like, oh, Jason's yeah. last game. It's like, well, at least his replacement looks awesome. Um, but I'm going to go in a different way, and it's not just for a game. It's it's for a month and a half's work or lack thereof. I'm going to go with Pencil Man. Um, Good answer. He's you the know, correct fourth. Good one. Patricia just deserves to get raked over the coals. And don't get me wrong, guys. He's got, like, no talent, you know, working with. So I say this with a grain of salt. When you got Manny Moe and Jack – in the defensive backfield, plus two aging guys in Slay and Bradbury, who remind me of when the Eagles had like Namdi and DRC and Old Man Asante, and like so you you got the good guys that are declining, you got the young guys that just aren't good enough, you got the linebackers that stink, you got the pass rush that basically stopped. Oh, they got a couple pass rushes last night, but you get my point. Patricia didn't have much to work with, but let's be real, he was comparative to Desai, just an absolute train wreck. I mean, it was it was a disgrace. So I'll go with I'll I go with Patricia. I think it's hard to tell. I think it's hard to tell because you got the confluence of of, of guys quitting on top of the I, well, coaching that, being so. bad and that's the scheme so. being yeah. bad. The real thing is who decide whoever whether it was Howie, Jeffrey, or Nick, whoever decided to make the change, yeah. that was the worst decision all well, season. And James. Well, I disagree with that. I think the worst one of, decision one of the worst. was choosing not to change the offense. Sure. But, okay, I'll, but, I'll, the but I'll say this, James. You know, and I said it about two weeks after the Patricia thing when my antennas started going up more and more with dysfunction. I sensed 
that there were players, and I can't prove this, and I don't know it for sure, but this is my this is where my antenna went. I think there were players that lost respect for Sirianni because they're saying to themselves and to each other, wait a minute, wait a second here, coach, head coach guy. You're going to blame defensive coordinator guy 100%. and get rid of him, but you're doing a disastrous job running the offense, but you get to keep your gig? I think Sirianni lost the locker room in part on that one. All right, let's talk to our next guest. Ron Jaworski has been an unbelievable guest all season with us. We we appreciate y'all's holding on on hold there for Jaws, that was about five minutes. Rude by us, but we were trying to get through the Bad of the Bone Award. Good morning, Jaws. Joe, it was my pleasure to listen to you guys. Um, <laughs> I agree in most everything you guys talked about this morning. I'm, I'm trying to look at it through a, a, a positive eye. Um, it's very difficult. You know, you, it, it's easy to get angry after you watch this team down the stretch go one and six and just get literally humiliated by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in, in a playoff game. Um, I'm, I'm trying to keep my composure, <laughs> yeah. but it is difficult. But you guys, I, I can't disagree with anything you guys have said this morning. I mean, Jaws, I, I'll, I'll say this, and I, I referenced it earlier. I really believe, while well, 98 won three games. Uh, hold on, we got some news right here. Hang on one second, Jaws. Yep. Extra, extra, read all about it. All right, breaking news on 94 WIP presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL. Dot com today, James, with some news. James, yeah, not not the Nick Sirianni news. I'm sure that'll come at some point. But uh, Adam Schefter, quick news on this: uh, six-time All-Pro and future Hall of Fame center Jason Kelsey told his Eagles teammates in Monday night's post-game locker room that he is in fact retiring. Per wow. league sources. Well, that is not a surprise. That is major news, but not a surprise. Jaws, let's get your in. I mean, first off, Jaws, real quick, if you can. I mean, John, that's very significant. He's and it makes me sad. It makes me real sad. Me too. Uh, on many levels. And also, I will say this. I'm going to pivot to a positive for a second. I'm happy for him to get through his career, you know, healthy enough. He can have the rest of his life. He, he, he gave magnificent service to the Philadelphia Eagles and the Philadelphia sports community. I have no doubt he will continue to give great service to the Philadelphia sports community and to a certain extent the Eagles. You know, we'll see to whatever extent he's involved in retirement. Guys like Connor Barwin involved. You know, we'll see where that goes. Doc got involved after he retired. So I'm sure Kelsey will be around, but he will all time, all time, all time be a friend of WIP, be a friend of every Eagles fan for his service, for his 2017, for the rehabilitation of his career after 2016, those first three or four years, pretty good. He had a major, major, major rough patch in 2016. People wondered, is he going to be gone? Should he be gone? A lot of people said, let's get him out of here. 2017, he hit the ground running, renewed, and for about six or seven years, Short of Reggie White, short of Brian Dawkins, short of just a, two or three other players in my lifetime, about the damn best Eagle I've seen in my 45 years, future Hall of Famer, God bless him for what he did for Philadelphia sports and the Philadelphia Eagles. I admire that guy to the nth degree. Jaws, your reaction on the news, Jason Kelsey's retired. Well, certainly disappointing. He certainly has been a rock of that offensive line since he's been here. Uh, and, and I'm probably more disappointed in the fact that I think he's had a really good season. I think he's really played well. There are some guys that, as they get caught up by father time, you know, their performance begins to lag. That did not happen with Jason Kelsey. He did, he, when I look at the tape, he, he grades out very, very well. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jason's going to make a decision, probably going to stick to his decision. But, you know, I would love to see him come back. But, boy, I tell you what, you lose a guy like that, you know, that, that battery with, with Jalen Hurts, you don't want to lose that guy. So, But, hey, we know Jason Kelsey. Yeah. An unbelievable, thoughtful guy. He cares about football. He cares about the city. And we just want to wish him well. That, that, that's all he could say, his decision. 
No question about it. Jaws, let's get to the game and, and the broader season. Let's start the game last night. How do you explain the Eagles going into the game offensively, schematically, with essentially the same broken approach, which, I mean, John and I talked about it yesterday. Unless they were going to change something, it wasn't going to work. It was as obvious as one plus one equals two. Like, do what you've been doing. You will lose and probably lose foolishly. How does Sirianni take that game plan into that game? Good question, and I can't answer it. There's only one guy that can answer it, and that's uh, Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson. You know, I actually, uh, after the first two plays of the game, I thought, okay, now they got it. We're going to run the football. Two yards, nine yards, first down. Then we saw three, three straight passes. It is, I, I don't know why this team has become so enamored with the passing game when you have a, a terrific offensive line, a uh, bevy of running backs that can run the football, and still want to get pass happy, even without your star wide receiver out of the game. It, it just boggles, boggles my mind that they have lost their equilibrium as far as what they want to do with balance on offense. They've lost it. And after, two, after, in the, after five plays, I knew we were in trouble. We've seen it all season long, the inability to stay with the running game and control the clock. And I thought after week three, where we dominated the football game by running and passing, it would be the same game yeah. plan executed the same way unfortunately it was not and again jaws no hots no sight adjustments none of the stuff that can help don't you know. go there joe that's a whole that's all you need me for well that's we what have i to that's go what there. i, that's like what we I meant knew, we yeah. knew that's what we had to contend with yeah. they were gonna blitz and blitz and blitz and blitz jaws how ready were we for the blitz we were not ready and we have been ready all season long and I mean, you just think back to, I mean, Wink Martindale, New York Giants, you know, how much they blitz. Wink blitz like 70%, and they were effective. Todd Bowles comes in with a, a broader history of being blitz crazy and creative designer blitzes the pressure on the quarterback. We look ill-prepared once again. And there, you could start with the quarterback missing the hots. You could start with the wide receiver missing the hots. The ball has to come out when they bring one more than you can block. It's simple math. If you have five blockers, they bring six. The ball has got to come out. And I did a piece last night post game showing how the, the quick pressure on Jalen Hurts, it was like 2.1 seconds for the average. And the ball wasn't coming out fast enough. It's got to happen quickly, and it didn't. Jaws, let me ask you a question here related to Hurts and Sirianni. And you're the perfect person to answer this, having played pro quarterback, and you, know, you get the whole thing. So assignment of blame. Sirianni obviously takes a huge chunk. How much does Hurts take, in your opinion? How much do you think Sirianni is playing peekaboo on offense because he doesn't trust Hurts and doesn't want to put more on his plate? Where do you assign blame on Hurts? Well, you know, ultimately, I think it goes to Jalen. You know, he, he, he's got tremendous talent. And when, when you, you get a, a contract like he got, right, wrong, or indifferent, the expectations soar. And the quarterback has to play to that contract. It's, it's, it's that simple. It's business. And when you invest as, as much money and, and capital in your quarterback, it's going to hurt you down the road because you can't pay everybody. And, and, and so when the expectations are that high, it's hard to realize those goals and realize those expectations. But there is no doubt Jalen regressed this year. You know, obviously, you know, we're going to find out a lot more of what happened this, down this stretch of one and six with this football team because the same team that went 10 and one should not go one and six down the stretch. But the quarterback has to assume the major responsibility for this. How much confusion did you see out there, Jaws? You can't play well if you don't know who to block or how to run. Were we confused? Well, I, I, yes. 
absolutely. I mean, you, you just watch the optic watching the game with, with free runners at our quarterback and free runners at our running backs and negative plays. But it, it's a chronic problem. There, there were two things in the game. Obviously, we just mentioned the blitzes. Pick up the blitz, number one, problem all season long. We didn't do a good job of that. That's coaching. Tackling. I, I mean, just embarrassing the way this team has tackled the second half. Embarrassing. I mean, you can find – and I hate to be this critical of, of a pro player, but high school players tackle better than this team tackled in the second half. I don't know what happened, but if someone steals your wallet, you're going to chase them down the street and you're going to tackle them. It's, it's pretty simple. It's a it's a want to, and we just didn't have the want to when it came to tackling. Have Have you seen it like this before? Uh, you know, to this degree, this level of meltdown. I I I can't believe that this is being coached. I, I actually have in front of me, John, just some notes. And, and the one thing I wrote was 10 and 1. The first thing I wrote down was 10 and 1. The next thing I wrote down was 1 and 6. How did this team fall so far, so fast, with literally the same person? They have bumps and bruises, lose some guys. That's the essence of playing the National Football League. You're going to have some guys dinged up. But to go that fall that far, that fast, is mind-boggling. I, 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 you know, it, when I hang up with you guys, I'm going to start watching tape. I can't wait to look at this tape. I want to see to make sure there was great effort. Was everybody hustling? Because there have been loafs that I picked up on the tape. It always bothers me when you see players at this level loafing. It didn't look like you're watching the game. It looked like there was a great effort. So I'm not going to make a knee-jerk decision in a point where it's easy to throw darts at these guys. But I want to look at it and see what the tape shows me. Was anyone not giving the effort you need in a playoff game? I, don't, I didn't see it, but sometimes you don't always see it when you watch the game on TV because you don't see the All-22. Jaws, uh, Mike Ed Evans and Chris Godwin were, were minimized. You know, 48 yards, 45 yards. Does that mean that, that we sort of did a good job no. defensively <laughs> in <laughs> yeah, some it's, areas? Right. No, Mike, Mike Evans helped us with some drops. So, uh, let, you know, let, let's not say it was great defense. He had, a, you know, a couple bombs right in his hands that he dropped, which is uncharacteristic of Mike Evans, but we appreciate that. But, hey, give Baker Mayfield some credit. He sliced and diced his damn defense, and they had a good game plan. They moved him around. They ran the football effective enough to keep the defense off balance. But the basic fundamentals of the game, we did not execute. All right, Charles, final thing here. And, again, Brandon Graham coming up in about 10 minutes. We're also going to play some audio shortly here of Sirianni and Hurts after the game. More calls as well. Final question for you, Charles. You know the deal. Every single Eagles coach since Dick Vermeil resigned has been fired by the Eagles. Do you believe this week Jeffrey Lurie will fire Nick Sirianni? No. No. And I, I, you know, right now we're all angry, disappointed. Um, but I, I, I got to be fair to Nick Sirianni and look at the full body of work of what he's done for three years. And, and I think the full body of work says to me he needs another chance to get this thing turned around. Jaws, let me thank you for an absolutely and I mean spectacular season of commentary on our show and friendship, of course. Um, something tells me the show will go on next week and the week after that and the week after that because I think you're wrong. I think Sirianni will get canned. Yeah, I think, hey, I'm, not, hey, I'm not looking to be right or wrong. I'm yeah. just my opinion. I know, I know. No, my point is I, I think next week we're going to be talking about a, a coaching search and we're going to get you on for that, and then we're going to get you on for once they hire someone. Did they get the right guy, the wrong guy? Um, but let me tell you, Jaws, I just love you. And I thank you so much for such remarkable commentary this season. Uh, well, you guys are special. I, I look forward to my Tuesday mornings at 730 to be with you guys and break down the game. I, I, 
you know, it's, it, it's good, knowledgeable discussion. I know there's anger right now. There's anger after losses. But, hey, I just try to give my insight, and hopefully uh, everyone respects it. Thank you, Jaws. Stay well. Thanks, See you soon, You guys Jaws. are awesome. Thanks, Thank pal. You. All right, there he is, Ron Jaworski. Big, big, big part of the show. By the way, let me also thank our listeners right now. Everyone listening right now, I want to thank you for being with us through this football season. I mean that. I mean, you know, this has been our first football season uh, with the new WIP Morning Show. It has, for the most part, been a pleasure. Now, obviously, the last month and a half was a freaking root canal watching the Eagles and didn't make it as, you know, fun to discuss. Um, But I'll tell you, the engagement from callers to listeners has been um, off the charts. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening and perhaps spreading the word about our show to your family and friends. And, and know this, much like after the Phillies season ended, and we were very sad and certain degree of anger and different degrees of anger within our own studio here about that. But, you know, the show goes on. And, you know, we'll rock and roll on. I think it is going to be a bonanza of Eagles conversation the remainder of January, February, March, you hit free agency. April, April, you obviously hit the draft. I think this January and this February are going to be wild, wild. Because I think Sirianni will get canned. I think he should get canned. I think there will be a new coach hired. And I think we're going to, you know, look, again, if you're just tuning in, it was about 10 minutes ago, we heard the news per Adam Schefter that Jason Kelsey has retired. So if you're waking up to that news, you're not only waking up to the snow, and by the way, if you are, budget some extra time for yourself this morning for your commute. It is a little little rough out there. Certainly was when we drove in about three hours ago. So be careful when you drive today, but know when you do. Jason Kelsey, per Adam Schefter, has retired. I think that we will hear more of that stuff. I think we – and look, we'll ask Brandon Graham. He's going to join us in about 10 minutes. We'll ask him, you know, if he's going to retire. I don't anticipate him to say yes. I don't – anticipate him to say no i think he'll probably tell us he'll think about well, it after the game we'll last say. night he said he wants to play another year well then there you go yeah there you go i wonder if they'll bring him back so we'll see. but there's a lot to get into including your phone calls also sirianni and hurts more of what they said after the game last night let's get to john right now in villanova good morning john hey good morning guys um i don't know i just keep shaking my head yeah. i try to compare this demise of this team to uh, the only thing I can think of in Philadelphia sports history is the 64 Phillies. Clearly the worst since then, John. Clear, yeah, I, clearly the worst yeah, since then. I mean, and by the way, John, I'll tell you the only thing I think that perhaps makes it not worse than 64, and I didn't live through it, so let me be clear. I might be out of, out of step to, to even say it's that close, but here's where I think it is close. 10-1, and one, you got a legit shot to win the Super Bowl. You're also coming off a Super Bowl. The only thing that, to me that makes it different, Phil started in 1883, they had only made the World Series in 15 and 50. So you're talking at that point about 75 years, and you have a shot to make the World Series, and you don't. So for the 70-year-old out there, that's devastating, at least for all of us as Eagles fans. At least they did win a Super Bowl six years ago. You know, and, and at least they were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. I was born in 61, and yeah. all I remember is the old heads in my West Philly neighborhood that whenever we would have – disappointing Philadelphia sports, whatever sport it was, they would all just talk about the 64 Phillies. I know. No, so, I, I, know. I mean, and I, I mean, I see we got, we got blitzed to oblivion last night. I don't know. Call me crazy. I'm not really a football mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
one of the most simple, simplistic uh, things that you would combat that with would be like a draw play or a screen. or Well, a draw, sure. and draw plays yeah. require a quarterback under Run. center, and they don't do that. Yeah. Just I, run the ball. We ran the yeah, ball five a, times in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Five times. I mean, John, Kenny, Kenny Gainwell I mean, had one carry. DeAndre Swift had four carries. D- Jalen Hurts had none. John, what you saw last night and what you saw for the last two months, I am certain of this, is the worst coaching I've seen in the two-month stretch of my life in Philadelphia sports. I agree with you more. Yeah. And I, I just sit here when I've been watching over the last six weeks and I just keep seeing how we're getting destroyed, I'm like – I'm shaking my head. I'm like, how did we go from being on top of the world to like this? And the only thing that comes to mind, and I, I'm, I've got to make a joke out of it, is, is, is whenever the, you know, when the Philly, especially the Eagles, when they start going well, they always come out with these like uh, music tapes, and you see the the white linemen trying to dance and looking like they have two left feet, and they're singing a song. And as soon as I see that, like a song or something for, I'm like, we're done. Well, I'll I'll say this, John. So, look, I enjoyed the Christmas album. I I had fun with it. They did create some really nice music. I'm not going to just take the whole Eagles um, organization and trash them in in all those regards because I think that stuff is nice for connectivity to the fans. And, you know, there is some time to have some fun, whether it's in a season or prior to a season, to do some of that sort of stuff. They don't have to think about football 24-7, 365. What they do have to do is when it's time to think about football, think about it better, be more focused, be more intense, obviously scheme it up better. You know, I mean, the, the, what, what this reminds me of so much in a nutshell is 2015 Chip Kelly. From this, I'm talking Eagles offense, from this standpoint. What we do is what we'll do. And it's like, yeah, but Chip, it stopped working like seven weeks ago. Do something else. And that's what you want to say to the Eagles offense. Like, guys, like, and we have tried to draw this out. I mean, John, how many times have you and I, when talking to Sirianni, Try to draw out of him. Hey, how about you try this? How about this? How about under center? How about a draw? How about a regular screen? You know, how about sight adjustments? How about uh, hot, you know, routes? Like all, all this stuff. And, and he followed remarkably the Chip Kelly model of what we do is what we'll do. And it's like, well, okay, then you'll lose. And in this case, I think he's, he lost, I believe, not just a game last night and a season. I think he's going to lose his job, and I believe he deserves to lose his job. And I'll tell you this. I think Jalen Hurts better be careful because in, in about two years, if his play doesn't improve and they get a little deeper into his contract and it gets a little easier to trade him or cut him from a salary cap standpoint, I think he's also going to lose his job. Now, I hope I'm wrong from the well, standpoint. He's I hope, got a lot more leeway. I hope he it, rehabilitates his career. But I if, believe he will. I believe he won't. There are a lot of great coaches out there who can teach him the right way. I don't and know, that man. needs to be the focus uh, that right now, in the here and now. We need to go out and find a staff that can teach Clearly. this young quarterback yeah. the right way to play football. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's definitely it. the objective. I- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.